in our mind's eye. Let's, let's watch a short movie for the next few moments. The time is about 1,000 years before Jesus' birth. As we view this movie through our, our camera, we are looking at the Old Testament kingdom of Israel. The present king of this kingdom is David. Our camera now is an aerial shot looking down on the city of Jerusalem. Just to the north of Jerusalem, just outside the city, is a high outcropping of rock, and it's flat on top. The owner of this location outside of the city is a farmer, and he at present is busy working his oxen on the threshing floor, separating the grain from the chaff from his harvest. This farmer's name is Arauna. Arauna. He owns this threshing floor, he owns the oxen, he, know, he owns this, this area. Well, as he's working his oxen and taking care of his threshing, he happens to look up, and to his amazement, they, he sees gradually walking towards him out of the city of Jerusalem. He can spot him. It's the king himself. David is coming. Well, finally, David works his way up to where Arauna is, and Arauna asks him, Dear king, this is a, this is a, a, a great honor and pleasure. What, 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 what brings you here? And then King David tells him, he says, I'm here to do a burnt offering to the Lord. I, I, I wish to do a special offering to the Lord. And, and because of that, Arauna, I, I want to purchase this threshing floor. I wish to purchase your oxen and everything along with it so that I may build an altar, that I may offer this sacrifice up and, and, and as a special offering to the Lord. Arauna responds, we have to give him credit for this, he, he responds with a very generous heart. He says, oh, King, this is such an honor, please, just Take everything you need. Just take everything you need. You may, you may have my threshing floor. You may have all the wood that you need. You may have my oxen. You may have everything you need for your, for your sacrifice of, uh, to the Lord, dear king. It's yours. Just take it. And this is David's response in that moment. He says this. No. No. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Now in this movie that you and I are watching, now let's do a little bit of a flashback on King David's life. Let's look at some scenes from his, his past. Some of these scenes may be familiar. There's the scene when he was a very young man. He slew Goliath. Yay! There's the scene when he, he was a great warrior uh, protecting the kingdom of Israel from all of her enemies. Yay! There's the, the time when he was anointed and became king of Israel. Yay! 
And there is the moment when the Lord himself promised David that through David's family that one day the Savior of the world would be born. However, there are also in this flashback, there are other scenes from David's life, ugly scenes. There's the scene when David commits adultery and the awful things he does to try to cover up that adultery. There are the scenes when David is a lax and careless parent in raising his children. And then there is a scene that happened just very recently before David is standing before Arauna. As it turns out, David in, in sinful pride, in, in maybe getting too full of himself, he decides that he wants a specific count as to how awesome and big his army really is. He wants all the specifics in the spirit of, of, of being able to kick back and say, look at the grand army that I have, and I am the head of that army. Hooray for me. And with that kind of attitude, he is not giving glory to his Lord. And as a result of this attitude from David, a lot of grief and trouble and hurt have come upon God's people as a result of this, this attitude. But David, every single time in all of his terrible stumbles in life, he has found that every time he came to his Lord with a broken, repentant, contrite heart, there he found mercy. There he found forgiveness. There he found God's grace, God's undeserved love. Not, not because of anything David had ever done for the Lord, but only because of what God had done for David through faith in that coming Savior from sin. Our flashback is now over, and so now here David stands next to Arauna on that threshing floor. He desires to express his faith through an offering. He desires to glorify the Lord for the peace that he possesses in him. It is with all that in mind that David says what he says. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. In the 20th century, there was a, a man, some of you perhaps have heard of him. His name was C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis was a, a gifted professor in one of the major universities in Great Britain. Brilliant man. He also was a hardened atheist for many years. But then the good news of Jesus 
entered his heart, created the miracle of faith, and from that point on, C.S. Lewis became a great defender of the Christian faith. In doing that, he, he wrote a little book that became very popular known as, he, he called it Mere Christianity, and by that he meant basic Christianity. Here's some basics about the Christian faith. And in one of the chapters of that little book, he tried to answer some, some common questions that sometimes come up about, about the Christian life. One of the common questions that he worked to answer is, is perhaps one that we wonder about from time to time. Our offerings. How much do we give to the Lord when we prepare our regular offering? I must confess to you that when I first read C.S. Lewis's answer, it rattled me a little bit. Maybe it'll rattle you too. This is what C.S. Lewis said. I'm going to read it twice to make sure we get a chance to soak it in. About offerings, C.S. Lewis said this, I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I'm afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. In other words, if our expenditures on comforts, luxuries, amusements, and so forth is up to the standard common among those with the same income as our own, we are probably giving too little. I'm just going to read that again, have a chance to soak it in. I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I'm afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. In other words, if our expenditures on comforts, luxuries, amusements, and so, and so forth is up to the standard common among those with the same income as our own, we are probably giving too little. Did you catch his point? He was giving us a, a loving warning here that if we, if we slip into the the common thinking of the culture around us, that the thinking is that, well, I'm going to spend my money to make sure that I'm comfortable and that I get to enjoy all the things that I get to enjoy. And then once I'm through with that, if I have a little bit left, well, then I'll, I'll figure out how I might do some kind of an offering. Brothers and sisters, in the words of David, in his attitude towards an offering, and in a reminder like this, perhaps you and I, perhaps you and I in this moment must confess to our Lord and to each other that there have been many times that you and I have slipped into the kind of thinking that C.S. Lewis warns about. That you and I have slipped into the thinking of the culture so that perhaps as we prepare our regular offerings to our Lord, that perhaps we think more like this, that, that, that how, how can I go through the motions of, of praising and thanking my Lord at minimum cost to me and minimum inconvenience to the kind of life I want to live?
I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing, David says. It's a reality check, isn't it? It's a reality check by which a loving Lord calls you and me to repentance. But here's the good news. Just like David, just as David found throughout his life, that when you and I come to our Lord in repentance over our poor attitudes from the past, there we will find mercy. There we will find forgiveness. There we will find God's grace, God's undeserved love. Not because of anything we've done for the Lord and, and not because of, of some, not because of the size of the offering that we bring to Him. Rather, we will find all of these wonderful things only because of what God has done for you and me in Jesus. That God the Son came here in the person of Jesus and lived a holy life on our behalf. And, and, and then he took all of our sinful failures, including our, our sinful attitudes towards our offerings. And he carried every last one to the cross. And in his suffering and death, he washed them all away in his blood. With all, all that in mind, with all that in mind, you and I now have the high privilege to prepare our regular offerings as David did. That we bring an offering that is intentional, not thoughtless. That we bring an offering that is heartfelt and not blasé. That we bring an offering that is meaningful and not something that just comes from automatic pilot. That we bring an offering that is substantial and not some bare minimum. And that we bring an offering that is fervent and overflowing with thankfulness and joy in what we have in Christ. Why? To thank and praise our Lord for the forgiveness and the life and the light that you and I already possess in Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Jesus. Amen.